Hey everybody, Jim Minnery here on I'm Glad You Said That. So, gra- so glad that you could join us on this Wednesday, September 8th, uh, 2022. Uh, just wanted to say thank you, as always, to our friends John and Sandy Powers at, uh, um, well, they have uh, several businesses across the state. But John and Sandy Powers personally are supporting I'm Glad You Said That, and we just cannot thank them enough for being a part of our show in that they are sponsoring it. And then also for you as a listener, um, thank you for sponsoring it uh, or for, for being with us on the show. Um, and um, we're very pleased today, I'm very pleased today to have Joyce Maropoulos, who is the executive director of the HeartReach Center out in the Valley. A uh, very um, wonderful lady. Um, and she's doing great work out in the Valley in terms of uh, you know, providing uh, pregnancy testing and you know, obstetric uh, ultrasound, pregnancy options, emotional support, prenatal childbirth parenting support classes, you know, all the things that, that, uh, ident- that, that get you called a fake clinic by the Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood folks of the world or the abortion activists, the ACLU, the progressives, those who just want to push abortion. And it's stunning that these groups like uh, what Joyce Maropoulos leads, the HeartReach Center, and there's multiple, uh, fortunately, uh, pregnancy centers in the state of Alaska and across the country that are now under assault and uh, literally being terror, uh, terrorized with uh, firebombs. And I have a colleague who runs the Wisconsin family action in uh, in that area of the country, and, and they had a bomb thrown in, in into her office. Fortunately, it was at night. No one was injured. But, uh, you know, evil is present. It's a very real and present danger that uh, folks like, and I, in, in the conversation with uh, Joyce, I've had, uh, you know, recently I was at the fair and saw that she had this mobile medical unit, this beautiful uh, brand spanking new unit um, that's a mobile medical unit that they can go out uh, across the community in the the largest, fastest growing community in the state of Alaska, the Matsu Valley, and where their offices are located in uh, Wasilla. They can go to Talkeetna and Houston and Montana Creek and Big Lake and you know every area around there. Uh, and provide that service. And what I think is so interesting is she told me when I was at the Alaska State Fair and they had just received, uh, just I think it had been um, shipped up or however they got it, I wasn't sure about that, but they just had um, received the mobile medical unit and they had it at the fair, so they weren't able to actually do uh, ultrasounds and um, and STD testing and all that stuff, but she said she was just uh, shocked about how many people came over. It's very, it's it's a very attractive mobile medical unit. You'll see if you go to the HeartReach Center, Matsu Valley, you'll see a, a cop or a picture of it, and it's, uh, um, you know, it's attractive. It, it brings people to it to say, hey, what's this all about? And 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 you know, maybe I am pregnant. Maybe I um, need to have some counseling and and. Uh, and at my place, you know, I mean, you could drive it. In fact, they actually even have the ability, if you go to Heartbeat Center, 
Alaska Matsu. Um, I don't have the, the website right in front of me right now, but just type in Heart Reach Center Matsu Alaska and you'll find it. You can actually fill out a form to have that, uh, that medical mobile unit come to your church or your, your uh, school or your um, business. You know, if it's on the road system, she said that they will, you know, you fill out the form and they'll consider coming to your place to get more exposure to it because, of course, they want more of these across the state. Uh, I know there's, I think, a hundred and some that are across the country right now, but we'll talk more about that in a bit, um, you know, when we have Joyce on the show. So stick around for those final couple segments. Um, I do want to uh, really reiterate the Constitutional Convention, though, because, um, you know, for the reasons that the Alaska Democrat Party opposes the Constitutional Convention, and I've mentioned this before, but it's worth repeating, I think it's interesting that the Alaska Democrat Party has come out in opposition to a constitutional convention, even though the founders of the state of Alaska said uh, in their wisdom were able to put in uh, into the Constitution the ability for Alaskans to decide every uh, 10 years. We haven't done it uh, since the founding in 1955 or when the delegation formed and the state was actually uh, brought into the country in, um, in 1959, of course, but now is the time. And a lot of people are coming around to that. And uh, the Democrats are realizing that they want to keep it just as it is because it supports three things that they believe are sacrosanct. And that is they don't want uh, innocent, unborn Alaskans to have protection. Um, and so they use the Alaska Supreme Court as their shield uh, from any kind of sensible legislation or uh you know, even modest protections for preborn have been overturned by the court every single time, despite the fact that there's no mention of abortion in the Constitution. It's the same thing that happened with the Dobbs case. Samuel Alito, Justice Alito, said that we this this uh, rightfully so, uh, the U.S. Constitution is silent on the issue of abortion. It's a states' rights issue. Same thing in Alaska. The abortion issue is not mentioned whatsoever. It's made up out of uh, whole cloth by the Alaska Supreme Court uh, liberals. And so that's one thing that, that the Alaska Democrat Party opposes, is to, um, is to they want the, the, the judges to be able to keep saying, we're the final arbiters when it comes to who can take their first breath in this state. The second thing that the Alaska Democrat Party has said is that they want to continue to raise your kids in public education. And I'm not an enemy of public education. I grew up in the Anchorage School District. I have friends who are teachers in the Anchorage School District. Um, you know, there, there's many good things about the, the public school system. But today, more than ever, they are indoctrinating your kids with CRT, critical race theory stuff, uh, gender ideology that has crossed every possible line you can imagine, and the LGBTQ stuff that every teacher has to absorb and then actually pass along to those kids. Many of the Teachers don't want to do that, but if you're a member of the public school system, you don't really have a choice because um, how powerful the NEA is. Uh, so they're afraid of school choice, and they know that a constitutional convention might open up that opportunity. The third thing that the Alaska Democrat Party opposes about a constitutional convention is that they do not want to give up power on the bench. They know very clearly that uh, they have power. The left controls the judiciary. And it was even pointed out in the Constitutional Convention, as I 
I've mentioned before, there's been a consultant report that said this uh, outside consultants that came to the original delegation and said this uh, judicial selection process gives more power to the private bar association than any other state we've ever seen. That's what they asked for was a consultant report. That's what they received was that this gives more power to the private bar association, almost always left-leaning. In a tiny microcosm, three or 4,000 people in the entire state are lawyers. And um, anyway, so that's those are the three things, uh, protecting innocent life and uh, opening up school choice and giving uh, more power to the people in terms of selecting uh, who sits on the bench uh, that the Democrat Party opposes the Constitutional Convention for, and for those very reasons, we are supportive of it. I have uh, membership. I am a steering committee member on the Convention Yes campaign. I would encourage you to go there, learn more about it. Uh, we don't take a stand on the PFD, but that's kind of the main focus. Uh, you know, I'm there on a, as a resident or a citizen, not as a member of Alaska Family Council or the president of Alaska Family Council. So know that we're focused primarily on the PFD, but that's not necessarily saying that Alaska Family Council is one way or the other. It's just that how we're going to get this ball across the, the goal line um, and, and enact some of these definitely necessary changes. So anyway, folks, um, uh, you know, that was a, a, a lot to take in, but I, I really am trying to get that message out about the convention. And so stick around. We'll be right back with Joyce Moropoulos here on I'm Glad You Said That after our first break. Uh, so stick around. Thanks so much. When peace like a Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Jim Minnery here, and I'm glad you said that. Very pleased to have Joyce Moropoulos on the line. She's the executive director uh, of HeartReach Center out in the Valley. Joyce, so much. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I've, I have a, a, soft spot, a soft spot in my heart for uh, for pregnancy centers. I worked at one um, here in Anchorage for a few years, and really got to see some of the inside workings of what, uh, you know, what a blessing pregnancy centers are across this country, especially now. Uh, we'll get into some of the details about why uh, we're needed, um, while, why pregnancy centers are needed so much across the country in light of the Dobbs case and how that actually even impacts Alaska. But before we do that, how about we get uh, the folks who are tuned in today uh, a quick um, summary of who Joyce Moropoulos is, what brought you to this place in your journey, and, and uh, uh, just give us a little, little background on who you are. Yeah, you bet. It's wonderful to be talking with you and your audiences today. Yes, uh, my husband and I have done ministry throughout Alaska for several years. Then we uh, moved to Greece, Athens, Greece. My husband was involved with teaching at the Athens School of Theology and I also was involved with the student um, leadership at that time. And we were over there for eight years. God brought us back to Alaska and never guessed we'd be in the uh, Matsu Valley, but God placed us here, and we were in ministry. My husband teaches at the local Bible college, and uh, we also had a huge youth group. And so I knew, uh, working with so many teens and young adults in the past, that I needed to connect with the local pregnancy center and so I found HeartReach and um, began to volunteer, actually, oh, about 15 years ago. And then um, when the center was needing an executive director, 
the board asked me if I would be interested in, in stepping into that position. And through a, just a, a course of many events, uh, God made it just really plain and clear that this is where I was supposed to be. So I became the executive director in 2012 and have been here ever since. And it's been an amazing journey. Wow. We were, I'm, um, looking, yeah. as a, I'm looking on your website, and it looks like there are, I'm seeing two different ones, so i got to clarify this. But yeah. there's one that is friendsofheartreach.com, and then there's another one that says about heartreach. Um, what's the difference between those two? Um, yeah. Well, one is our client website, and that is heartreachalaska.com, and that is reaching the client that um, is looking for our services. And then the friends of HeartReach would be our donors and our friends that help support HeartReach Ministries. So we have those two client, uh, those two websites. Okay, correct. good deal. And it looks like you have—I uh, don't know if they're all full time or part time—but you have um, eight staff members listed. It's just yes. a blessing to be able to know yes. that there's that many people that are working out in the valley to um to help women through these these tough uh, times you know and and yet their blessings in disguise as we know we just have to help walk them through that and um so i just a, 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 a side question that i know that when i was at pregnancy center many years ago probably 15 20 years ago uh we did have a program an abstinence program in the schools um, and, and there were some uh, across the state that were utilizing that. And I remember bringing people on board. I actually got trained myself in teaching an abstinence class. Mm-hmm. And um, do you guys have any um, uh, any reach into the schools in that arena at all? Yes. Yes, we do. We don't call it abstinence anymore. We call it uh, sexual risk avoidance. And it's okay. a step-up program. And it's called Step Up to Healthy Relationships. And HeartReach has been in all of the public junior high schools here in the Valley for several years. Obviously, COVID had shut us down for um, 20 and 21, but we are gaining speed now, and we've been in other high school, uh, junior highs ever since then. And also homeschool groups and youth groups have invited us in. So it's a three-day um, step up to healthy ship, uh, relationships, and um, we are we love to be invited uh, to different groups and young people and young adults alike for that program. And it doesn't have to be three days. We can cut it down to one or two days. So we can um, uh, center it around your needs and your group's needs. But, yes, that's a prevention program that HeartReach does. And it's amazing. And is, there, is there any uh, any like or, or similar program in the Anchorage School District or in other parts of the state? Well, um, our coalition of pregnancy centers, we have 12 centers around Alaska, and that is the program that we use. Um, so anybody can be trained through that program, and we do usually train them here in HeartReach. Um, in fact, this fall, hopefully this whole school year, we'll be doing trainings off and on and invite the coalition partners to be part of that training so they can take it into their schools. That's our, that's our real desire. It is a program created for Alaska by Alaskans. We created it uh, with the uh, center in Fairbanks, Find Out Free. We created it with us together, and Anchorage did some input on it. Um, So we have a conglomeration of of several centers that do it together. Wow. 
And I'm just curious if you uh, if, if you've ever been able to employ the skills, you know, on a volunteer or, or whatever basis on some of those classes of of uh, young. Um, men and women who have experienced unplanned pregnancies. It seems like that would be fairly powerful. Um, I'm not sure quite what your question is. Uh, oh, just but, if, you've, if you've ever had anybody that teaches those classes that's gone through an unplanned pregnancy themselves to say, hey, I, I've been there, done that, oh, I know what yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. We've had plenty, yeah, go through that. And um, they do. They know exactly um, the, where the young adult is, a young person is, and, yes, they've had. And, and, you know, most of the people that work in a pregnancy center really have a background. Um, they know what they're talking about. They've been there. They've done that. And they have been um, set free in many ways. Of course, we have an abortion recovery uh, curriculum um, class and that we go through, too. So we offer so many things. We have a fatherhood program, and it's how to step up and be a great dad. We have a fatherhood manager that does that, and we have men that are trained mentors to come alongside men um, in that. So that's through our Embracing Parenthood program. And through our Embracing Parenthood program, we have over 2,000 classes that we offer to clients. We have, um, which is, we we live stream Bright Course, and um, then we have our classic line of DVDs, too, that we use. So we have a lot of resources wherever that client is, you know, in their life, if they have... Um, just newly become pregnant and they've decided to embrace parenthood. So then we set them up with um, a healthy pregnancy classes, labor and delivery, and newborn care, and well, the list just goes on and on. And so with um, we we go from size, I mean, age infant to 5T, which matches up with our market. And so we're part of the National Earn While You Learn program. So parents come in here and it's an incentive program. So they come in and they earn parent bucks. They earn points for being on time, um, for um, healthy parenting skills um, in their class and doing their homework and being involved in community events, um, going to church, uh, reading to their child. So we give them bucks for everything. Oh, and um, so they earn these <laughs> they earn these parent bucks and um, then they can shop with things in our market for their children. We also have the diaper bank for the Valley, so we have diapers and wipes. And um, our clients that are having new babies, we give them a brand-new crib and a brand-new car seat. Oh, gosh. It's and just... uh, like a shower and a basket we also give them. So we have probably a basket would range from 200 to $400 worth of items in their basket. So it's an amazing resource for um, our Valley residents. It's so amazing to think of uh, the vitriol that has come from, uh, you know, from the beginning, from the likes of Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers toward the Pregnancy Resource Center. I mean, I I experienced that firsthand when I worked for one, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I have a friend in uh, Massachusetts, actually, that runs the Family Policy Council there, and I was just looking on... Newsweek magazine not too long ago. Actually, uh, this could have been in the line. Oh, you know what? It's today. Sorry. It was just oh, today. Wow. In, in, uh, and it said the, the, the title of the Newsweek article is written by my friend Andrew Beckworth and Jeremy Dyes. I know both of them pretty well. And um, it's the, the, the opinion piece is pregnancy centers targeted 
by Massachusetts Attorney General. And it just goes into great detail about these consumer advisory um, uh, announcements that have been sent out by the Attorney General saying, you know, these fake clinics that uh, target uh, pregnant people. Um, and it, it's really stunning to see not only that, but then that turning into the kind of, um, uh, you know, uh, absolute vandalism that is, and, and, and I have a friend that uh, runs the Wisconsin Family Council and her, uh, her office was, was firebombed. No one was hurt, thank God. But, um, I, I just try to wrap my head around the, the anger and the outlash that, that is, is directed by the abortion supporters. And you'd think that there just doesn't seem any reason why they wouldn't be grateful for the services that you guys provide, because certainly they, you know, maybe aren't supportive of the faith component or um, the encouragement that that you, as agencies, um, provide to to, uh, to young women to carry their babies to term. They can disagree with that, but the vitriol is what I don't quite get. Um, you know, That's I, right. I, think it's a, I don't get it either. Well, you, I mean, we cannot be fake. Do you see any of that in in the valley or, or you know in well, Alaska? I mean, have got, you seen that? Well, in how Alaska, has that played out? Anchorage got attacked. Their center did with vandalism. We did not get that out here in the valley, but we did get a, a, some Facebook notices that we were fake, and we've got. We were at the Alaska State Fair, and we got comments, you know, made to us with, with our medical mobile unit that was there. And so, me, you know, let me cut you my off there, Joyce, because we have. I'm sorry, we have to take okay. a quick break. I, I lost track of you time, bet. folks. We'll be right back with Joyce Moropoulos at Prenden, or at uh, the Pregnancy Center in the Valley right after this short break. When peace like a Hey guys, welcome back. Jim Minery here speaking with Joyce Maropolis. She's the um, the director of the Heart Rate Center out in the Valley. And we were talking before uh, the last break about some of this uh, vitriol and hatred and vandalism and even legal steps that the pro-abortion side is taking against these pregnancy centers. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it's fascinating to me how truth is turned upside down. I mean, if you go to uh, Planned Parenthood. I mean, they have a whole section on their uh, website called Crisis Pregnancy Centers, which is what we used to call CPC in Anchorage. It's the, um, you know, not called that anymore because even though it may be a crisis um, in people's lives, I think that the connotation of that and, and you know, it was just um, more of a resource and an opportunity than a crisis. But anyway, they still call them crisis pregnancy centers and or fake clinics is what they say. And they say they look like, I'm just going to read here from, uh, from this and get your, get your take on this. Um, this is again from Planned Parenthood about pregnancy centers. Pregnancy centers, also called CPCs or fake clinics, are clinics or mobile vans that look like real health centers, but they have a shady, harmful agenda to scare, shame, or pressure you out of getting an abortion and to tell lies about abortion, birth control, and sexual health. How do you respond to that? Well, I do respond to it in the way that, you know, how could our centers be fake? We have medical directors that are licensed. 
within our community. We have our nurses, our RN nurses, providing pregnancy tests and ultrasounds. They are trained. They are licensed. We have STD testing and treatment. All of our medical professionals are licensed with the state of Alaska. So there's no way that we could be fake whatsoever. Our resources are real, and we are here to help those that really need our help. Yeah, it's it's amazing when the pregnancy center in uh, we were at the Boniface location when I was there, but then right after I left mm-hmm. or soon after they they were able to purchase that place on uh, close to Lake Otis and Tudor, a very right. very good spot mm-hmm. because it's right down the uh, you know two blocks from the planned parenthood right. um, place. And I, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, the um, you know the uh, the building that they're in now used to be a um, an abortion provider, um, right. and so I, I think they still mm-hmm. keep that sign up there. But it's it's really mm-hmm. I, I think whenever uh, you know they are so desperate to malign groups, especially now in light of Dobbs, and um, you know that's what we see in that uh, Massachusetts case where the um, attorney general is sending out these consumer advisories against pregnancy centers. um, And they just basically say they're seeking to prevent people from accessing abortion care. Um, And that the same evening, the the attorney general in Massachusetts issued that consumer advisory uh, is when the vandals attacked uh, a clinic in Worcester, Massachusetts. And, you know, it's it's. it, you know, I would say in some sense, the, the attorney general there was responsible for that by, um, you know, first of all, inciting that kind of thing and then also neglecting to fulfill her duty as attorney general to protect those centers from the kinds of vandalism. And I don't think there's been any, um, uh, you know, progress made in tracking down these people across the country who have, right. you know, initially vandalized. We haven't seen that in a while now mm-hmm. since the Dobbs decision. But um, so right. you're saying that um, we know that there's not an abortion provider in um, in the Valley, right? Most of those people are coming to Anchorage if they're going to, well, uh, yeah. if they're going to consider a lot an abortion. Of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, most of them are coming to Anchorage. Um, there are um, some institute instances that um, clients will get the uh, abortion pill through the mail, especially if they're way out, you know, in Alaska where there's not a medical clinic for them. Um, But I just want to say, you know, we exist as a pregnancy center to empower men and women both by providing our professional medical care, our accurate information, our practical support, and we are a safe place to discuss unique circumstances of each individual. So that's what we do, and I want that message to be heard loud and clear about all of our services that we add. Um, that's right. But I, yes. mean, it, it, I don't think that I recall, and I wasn't in all of the, or actually probably I don't think I was ever in any of the, the private counseling sessions, but to the people when I worked at one, um, I was more of the back end, you know, fundraising and doing other things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. But uh, in no way, shape or form did I, I that I sense that there was this um, pressure or coercion to talk women out of an abortion. They would probably yeah. um, provide mm-hmm. information that's accurate um, so that yeah. they can make an informed decision as opposed to. You know, as we both know, there were. The, I, I used to debate. Um, you know, the, uh, the 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 executive director of Planned Parenthood in Alaska on a radio show once a month, and we 
brought up uh, it was a very friendly uh, dialogue. We actually really enjoyed each other. We just obviously were on both ends of that spectrum. But I remember asking her very specifically, why in the world is it that you know you guys don't show um, the ultrasound image to the patients? In fact, you have a policy of that. And she was very clear to say, Jim, we don't have that policy anymore which I don't know if I buy, but I said, okay, well, let's just take it that you don't have that policy anymore, but you did until very recently. Why did you have that policy of not showing the ultrasound to the client? And she said, well, it's, it's obvious, you know, that, that there would be a bond and, um, you know, information portrayed to the client that would be not helpful. And I just, I don't understand that. She was a smart woman. And Mm -hmm. I said, the reason why pregnancy centers have the ultrasound is to give them information. And, you know, if you can, you know, just take aside your politics of it, it's truly neutral in terms of, yes, does it have an impact? Well, yeah, that's why Planned Parenthood doesn't show the screens to the the clients. But has that been since the, the onset of all of the, um, the ultrasounds that have been, you know, people raising money and sending them around the country. Um, since you guys have had that in place, has, have you seen, um, you know, a difference and has it made a profound impact? Oh, yes, it does. I mean, because clients, you know, do think that it's just a clump of cells. So when you um, uh, are sonogramming an infant in the womb at six weeks, you see the beating hearts, you see the formation of their body. And you not only just see the beating heart, we have the Doppler sound that we turn on and you can hear the beating heart, which makes a huge difference in your understanding of when life begins. Uh, So you have all this information. It does empower you to say, this is a human that I am creating with a unique DNA and I want to, really, I want to carry this baby to term. Now, of course, we have clients that we talk to about abortion. They come in for multiple ultrasounds we talk to them and we talk about the facts of abortion and we give them you know the different kinds of abortion they they're empowered to make that choice sometimes they walk out of here and say i'm going to have an abortion anyway so we tell them you know what we have abortion recovery services we you are welcome to come back anytime and we will talk to you about that too you know, so we don't close the door to them. We don't. We don't get no. angry. We, you know, it, it know. does make us sad because there is a little human being created within uh, this person, and we want to see them choose life and carry this child. And the options for parenting are amazing. We help young people make parenting plans, whether it's through adoption or parenting themselves. That's why we walk along beside them with parenting classes to let them know this can be done. It is doable. We empower you to do that. We give you resources to help you along the way. Is it easy? No. Being a parent is not. If you're a parent, right, Jim? You know it's yeah, not I'm easy. A parent. <laughs> right? Yeah. And if you're by yourself, it's even worse, you know. Or if you've grown up in kind of a dysfunctional home where there was not a positive parenting skill show to you, you know, then we have these parenting class. So we don't just encourage you to carry your baby we have a lot of support along the way to help that Mm. and that's something i think a lot of people need to know you know that because you hear that a lot i was just hearing dan fagan yesterday or uh, debating a guy about abortion and all he kept on saying was that there's no services what about all the um you know food stamps and all the different social services that are being cut 
Um, you know, uh, so you know, his solution, of course, is, well, if we're not going to have the services, uh, then we might as well just abort the child because that's best for them, which is just oh amazing my. to me to think that, <laughs> that, right. you know, that you could even say that. Um, right. And then, of course, you always go back to, or I do, thinking of, uh, you know, uh, Beethoven and the story of his um, right. upbringing, right. abusive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, father mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. poor environment, you know, impoverished and just a classic mm-hmm. case of this this situation should best be settled by terminating the life of the unborn. And, and, and we wouldn't have had Beethoven if that was right. the case. Every child right. is, is an image bearer. And, and mm-hmm. we, you know, when we think things are worked out perfectly in the, in the situation with family stability and finances and all that stuff, it never still works out perfectly. It's in God's hands. We just have no. to deal with the kinds mm-hmm. of circumstances that call, call us to lean into God more and, um, and walk this life to, to honor him. And so I just can't thank you enough for the work that you do. We're going to take our next break here, folks. I'm speaking with uh, Joyce Moropoulos at the um, HeartReach Center out in the Valley, and uh, she does remarkable things every single day. And we'll be right back here on I'm Glad You Said That after this uh, last break. When peace like a Hey, welcome back, Jim Minery. Um, speaking here on I'm Glad You Said That with Joyce Moropoulos at the HeartReach Center. And, you know, there's just so many, so many uh, things to talk about. I mean, I wanted to, the two that I wanted to cover in this last segment are the, uh, the Mobile Pregnancy Center that I saw um, out in the, at, the, uh, at the State Fair when we uh, ran into each other. That was such a blessing. And then, um, you know, I also wanted to get your take on something that we can do in Alaska um, in addition to the, um, you know, the classes that you guys currently teach uh, mm-hmm. in the uh, junior high schools, uh, something called an embryology class. I've, I've started to see more and more of those classes to help kids learn about um, the, the development. And it's all science-based. Obviously, there's nothing, um, there's nothing at all that is necessarily overtly pro-life. But the fact remains that as you get to be more knowledgeable about what's going on inside, it's it's uh, it's almost impossible not to realize the truth because the truth is just staring at you. And um, you know, we'll, we'll go into that first. I just wanted to get your take on it. But I, I remember there's a video that I saw. I think it was when we were in D.C. right after the Dobbs uh, case was heard, and it was this young lady going around college campuses showing an ultrasound uh, from 1973. Um, when Roe v. Wade was passed and mm-hmm. um, to all these students and saying, what do you think this is? And people are like, oh, I don't know. Is it Loch Ness Monster? Is it a UFO? I, I don't <laughs> I couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. It's just bizarre. <laughs> and then she brings mm-hmm. out the exact same, um, you know, time frame. I, I, I can't remember if it was three or five or nine weeks old, um, but mm-hmm. then uh, then showed a, a current 40 ultrasound from today. And they said, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. it's the exact same time, exact same thing. And her question was, do you think that the Supreme Court, given the technology difference between um, now and then, should take that into consideration regarding the Dobbs case? And almost every single kid, regardless of their student or college student, said, yes, they should. Um, And so we have more information today, and that's why... 
Have you heard about that at all in terms of the embryology classes? Because I, I want to see if we can get that in, in place. I have heard of them. I have not uh, checked into it very far at all. I have heard of them, and I have um, talked to some uh, some people that are involved in that. But that would be something really great to do. I know that there's a lot of nurses, school nurses here in the Valley, that would love to tap into that kind of information. And our technology has improved drastically. I mean, I was 16 at 1973, and I remember when abortion was made legal. And I remember all of that. You know, we didn't have the ultrasound that we do now, but I remember how women the same age as me were debating to have that abortion. And I was living in Homer. Homer's very liberal. And um, friends of mine were going in for abortions and talking them through that and talking and realizing this is a baby that I'm killing. We didn't even have to have ultrasounds at that time. They knew intrinsically right. that something is wrong with this. Uh, you know, and just to know. see. Sorry, go ahead. Just to see the advancement of ultrasound and how we can use that for you know to see see the creation in the womb at conception, how that unique DNA is created. It yeah. is to, to, totally amazing. Well, and and I, I guess the uh, in the end it becomes a heart issue, um, thus the heart reach. You're reaching, um, right. You know, the part of them that is um, is a mother instinct to actually protect and provide right. rather than eliminate and mm-hmm. uh, terminate. And mm-hmm. you know, the the fool says in his heart there is no God. I mean, that's you, you cannot use mm-hmm. logic and rational thought. To um, end the life of your preborn child, and yet it happens daily. And the mm-hmm. fact that you guys are also very concerned about the fathers as well as the the parents after they have the kids. I mean, it's the, it's the whole spectrum of care that I think is is often um, overlooked that Planned Parenthood does not provide. Um, you know, it'd be, it'd be, you'd think that there would, if they were real honest about what they would do, they're doing, they would, it, they would uh, stop, um, not, stop saying that there's no, uh, there's no evidence of people regretting their abortions because they're in the abortion business. There's no doubt that some of them have legitimate relationships with those clients that they terminate the life of. And you'd think that they would say, hey, you know, there are some people that are going through really difficult trauma. Um, after doing it, and we're going to have our own class. I mean, because mm-hmm. they, they're concerned about the, the patients rather than just eliminating the baby and, and making a profit and moving on. But I, I don't see that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it would be a challenge to the other side to say, listen, you can debate all you want whether or not it happens, but um, there wouldn't be these classes that you guys have for and, and, and organizations, whole organizations across the country and the, across the, the world that address the um the trauma and the regret and the remorse and the reconciliation that can occur um after they make that decision and so um anyway i i just applaud you guys again for all that you do i wanted to bring up before we finish up here it always goes by so fast but I, what got my attention from afar at the uh fair was that beautiful mobile pregnancy center um, tell us about that, how it came to be, and, and what it is, because I want one in Anchorage. I think we've got to get one. <laughs> right. Um, right. We are the first in Alaska to have a medical mobile unit. 
and we partnered with Save the Storks out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, and um, Summit Body Works is also their partner, and Summit Body Works built that van on our specifications for our valley. And um, it's it's really an amazing tool. I've already seen that having at the fair for two weeks in September was just amazing people's understanding of that. You know, we will take services to them. You know, we have a lot of communities outside of Wasilla and Palmer that we're going to. We have agencies that have already asked us to bring it to their agency for a day a week. And um, so we're really excited about the different people. You know, I had no idea when I went to the Alaska State Fair with our, our medical mobile unit that we had had any interaction with people. I did not know how it would be taken. I was utterly amazed because we had young people and young adults alike ask for pregnancy tests. They asked for our uh, limited OB ultrasounds. They asked for STD testing. And we were not doing services at the fair because we just got it two days prior to the fair opening up, so we weren't equipped to do that yet. But we sure will be next year. We'll be ready to do it. And um, uh, we will be here in a few weeks starting our services on the road. And so we're really excited about that because it is a self-contained center on the road, and um, we get to take it to the places that don't get uh, medical services like we can provide, like Willow and Talkeetna and Sutton, and um, like I said, agencies in the valley like my house. Uh, we can take it down there and do our medical services from there. Uh, so we're really excited about doing that. It's an amazing wow. avenue of an open door for us. And I do want to see Anchorage get one. (laughs) Well, I'm looking at Save the Storks. I'm encouraging any of you out there who have a a passion for this because I can tell you it really got folks' attention, and it's unbelievable. It looks like they have, at least through Save the Storks, over 75 buses that are on the road. They call them buses. Yes. um, Uh And And they have huge ones. Yeah, yeah, they have huge ones and, and smaller ones. Like we got a smaller one just because we want to be able to maneuver it into smaller places for, you know, parking and anyway, yeah. Well, and I see they have a little heart next to all the states, and there's just one heart in Alaska, which uh, we are yeah. blessed as a state to have, of course, yeah. but we need another one. So if, if you're if you're tuned in, go to, go to SaveTheStorks.com, see how you can uh, – you know, get a hold of uh, the folks mm-hmm. out at the um, pregnancy center. And um, can I give your number out? Um, oh, you bet. You want me to give three it? Seven, if you want to get a hold of Joyce, it's 3907-373-3456. And they're out in Wasilla. And you can go to their uh, site at friendsofheartreach.com. And then the stork, uh, I think it says stork bus. Um, but you go to savethestorks.com and look that up under Stork Bus, and it'll show you all of the, the, the communities or the states that have them. Um, I'm yeah. happy to see that it looks like California has like, you know, almost 10. Um, mm-hmm. But especially in light of the Dobbs case, those, those states like uh, California and New York and New Jersey and other places where they are seriously, um, you know, uh, now – um, you know, people are coming in in hordes to those states. They, I saw an estimate that a mil, over a million and a half pregnant or abortions are going to be occurring 
in California up on taxpayer money because of mm -hmm. the states that are, are surrounding California that don't no longer um, provide abortion. So th this right. this uh, um, the, the pregnancy resource centers in general are needed now more than ever. And we're unfortunately at the t end of our slot here. Um, I just can't thank you enough, Joyce. I really um, applaud what you do and the ministry that you run. It's a serious blessing to uh, to contribute in, in a small way that we do as Lesca Family Council from a policy perspective. But God bless you and all that you do. I just look forward to staying connected. Thank you, Jim. You know, we just started a ministry of abortion pill reversal protocol. That's new, and I'd love to talk to you more about that another time, but that's amazing. Thank you Excellent. for having me today. No problem. God bless you, Joyce. And folks, we'll be back next okay. week here, and I'm glad you said that. <laughs>